What if humans laid eggs? What if humans laid eggs? What if humans laid eggs? Oh my god, that was incredible, Jack. Thank you so I think much. Seeing Tim's reaction to that was what can I say? <laughs> that was one of the best things I've ever witnessed. Welcome everyone to our new podcast with the name that you might have guessed what if humans laid eggs yeah that is the question what if humans laid eggs the big question which we might answer but i I doubt our answer will be like satisfactory enough yeah who knows (laughs) so um i'm jack i'm sam and i'm tim there we go. We've introduced ourselves. We've done everything. it. We got the rounds. No well one got the name wrong. No, <laughs> always a good start. Always. Yeah. Fun. So um, and bloody, yeah, so... how have you boys been? I've been. Oh, uh... you no. Know, pretty good. Just sort of carrying on. Carrying on. It's a strange time to be carrying things on as normal. It is. I I think I have today has been a slightly insane one, to be honest. Um, but you know, I'm here, You've just about it. alive, <laughs> working away. And, yeah, you now I'm podcasting, working, which is very. Uh, I would love to still be working right now. I'm not used to not having anything to do. Mm. Not about not about that furlough life. How's a, how's not about it? No. How's painting going, Sam? Well, I've the, the, I've done three, and. I think they went pretty well. I'm pretty happy with them, but I have run out of canvases, so I can't do any more. So I'm just going to have to... There's one that I think, my last one, I, I probably can still do with a bit more detail, but I don't know. That sucks. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, I don't know what you do in that instance. Yeah. I've done some painting as well. Have you? Um, yeah. Now, but you can't listeners paint. who don't know me, exactly... I cannot paint at all. They're, they are hilariously bad right now. I've, I've composed a, an English lawn for Sam. At my request. At, Ooh, your, your at his behest. Commission. An English lawn. What's so English about this lawn? It's got grass. Um, yeah, a two-way like, cut, so you have like, yeah, it's, a light it's, it's grass. A, it's a well-kept then... lawn. To be fair. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Freshly some... mowed. Two-way yeah. cut. Is that what that's called? A two-way cut? I, Probably I don't not. know. I just know it's like doing your lawn proper. I just say... Yeah, going it... up one way and back the other. I yeah. think I always it's very important. say it's like a football pitch. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly. also true. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Wonder if yeah, so the way the... Is that just the way the grass has been folded? Yeah, it's, it's to do with like... When you when you've got the mower going along, it like push it like shuffles down the gra- grass in the direction you're going, so that's why you get because it's like in different directions and like I don't know yeah. maybe one side of the grass leaf is uh, a different colour. <laughs> no, they're not different colours. They're the same colour. You just push them well, in one direction. Well, a different shade yeah. of colour. But they catch a different. Know. They catch the light differently, which is why they look differently. It's the same colour. It's the same grass. 
Well, it could be like, you know, the, the up, the sunward facing side is a slightly different colour to the, the groundward facing side. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Surely I think, that's true. I think that's completely false. When I was younger, I once had a summer where all my family went on holiday and I decided that I would leave the lawn to grow really long and mm. then lift the lawnmower into certain positions in the lawn and mow myself a mini golf course. And uh, and how did that go for you? So I, was, I, I started, but then I realised to actually put holes in the garden, I'd have to like dig little holes for the golf balls to go in. Yeah. And I knew that my mum would murder me if she came back. And I'd, uh, <laughs> Just found you dug up the garden. Dug up little holes and <laughs> mowed a golf course into the garden. But they came back and were like, what the fuck has he done to our garden? <laughs> exactly. So I didn't He's do just it destroyed our lawn. I ended up just doing a really boring lawnmower. So what a disappointing ending. I really wish I'd done it, actually. It would have been worth getting in trouble for. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like... When I was a kid, I would just go into the garden with a shovel and just dig holes. Would you? <laughs> just, just try and dig as deep as I could. Why? And then someone would eventually find me and they'd just be like... You'd be like covered in soil. <laughs> just there, like Probably having away, eaten like, some oh. of it as well. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know why, I was just fascinated with like just... Digging and digging and digging. No, but it is um, quite fascinating. The deeper you go, the cool. how the, the soil changes colour, it changes mm. type. Well, it's yeah, like it's when like you go to the beach. Of bugs. It's like when you go to the beach and you're a kid, and like no one knows why, but you're just compelled to dig the biggest, deepest hole you can. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's just that, uh... but you're doing it in your garden. Yeah, <laughs> which is <laughs> a slightly I'd different. I'd fill the hole back in, vibe. and there'd be a weird oh. like. Sort of lump. <laughs> what do you think the biggest hole is you've ever dug? In, in like, people. You put people into it. How many people? <laughs> you're talking about a grave, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're trying to describe? Is that what you're getting no, at? Tim, I've never How big was the grave. grave that you guys dug? <laughs> <laughs> I'd no. say up to my waist, I think it's probably the deep. But it's not like, it wasn't big. It was just like, it could fit one person standing up. That's how wide it was. But it was deep enough okay. for me to be, I don't know, I'd say like three feet, probably when I was a kid. Oh. My brother once dug a hole in the beach <clears throat> that was deep enough that you would stand in it and you couldn't see the top of your head anymore. You couldn't so see. It was, I don't know how old he was when he did it. It's probably like four foot deep or something. He had to build a step. He had to dig a step so he could get back out of the hole. Ah. <laughs> that's, that's a deep hole. I think I once, did, I, well, I know I dug up a tree root last year and that, the, tr- the root was so much bigger than I thought it would be. And that was a big hole. I think I probably could have got, if I laid down, I probably could have got two people in there. It was a big old hole. Mm. Took ages. It's quite concerning that every time we're talking about holes, you're just thinking about how many people you can get in them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a slightly disturbing truth I've now discovered about you, Tim. I don't, it's not something I think about all the time, just when just, I'm digging know, just holes. Just on occasion. When I'm digging a hole, I happen to think, well, how many people could fit in it? <laughs> <laughs> what if humans laid eggs? No. So this is my one. All right. For people who don't know 
the format of this show, which is everybody, and including some of which us. Which is everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> the format that we've sort of thrown together in the days leading up to recording this is, each week we're going to have three topics to discuss, and these three topics will say the same, but they will also be different in actual content. <laughs> and these three topics are film slash media, any anything in that realm, a sporting event one. from history, um, a lot to pick from there, and then to, to sort of take us home at the end of the show, one of us will pose the weirdest question that they can possibly think of, and it's down to us to discuss it and come up with a satisfactory answer. Come up with a, a suitable answer, a definitive answer to yeah. the question. In the vein of, yeah. what if humans laid eggs, of course. Mm. Of course. Which is the age-old question. <laughs> Which is, is a question that many people have found themselves asking themselves on a daily basis. And I don't think it's ever been appropriately tackled as a question, as a philosophical ponderance. I've that's personally in my life never had anyone tackle that question to my liking. <laughs> yeah. I've known great philosophers waste years of their life attempting to find the answer to that question. Exactly. Yeah, it's, they, a, it's a never-ending hole. <laughs> okay Sam alright you're on movies I'm on movies slash media slash, slash all media and following on from what Tim was saying about his gripe against Bandersnatch is something that we've all come to know as film reviews or just critical ugh just swallowed my own tongue <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you can do it, I believe in you. Critical analysis, right? Yeah. You all know what that is, yeah? Critical analysis. I mean, I I can guess It's kind of self-explanatory, yeah. All right, you know, you have to check. So what do you do when you want to go watch a film? You read the reviews. Now, I love a good movie review, and I especially love it when the reviewer absolutely destroys that film in the review. <laughs> there is nothing better than reading an absolute scathing review by somebody whose job it is to destroy that film. Now, I had a quick look, and have any of you ever heard of a man called Roger Ebert? I, I can't say I have. I also don't think I've ever heard of him. All right, well, it's fine. He, he won't be offended by that because he's dead now. Okay, I was going to say, like, is that important that, to have heard of him? Have we already fallen at the first hurdle? <laughs> <laughs> not, really, not really, but he, he is just a genius film reviewer, and he is okay. famous for just not holding back. And I saw this article, well, it's not necessarily an article, it's more of a, like a clickbaity list called 35 Movies That Roger Ebert Really Hated. <laughs> that sounds very clickbaity. It's <laughs> incredibly yeah. clickbaity. But it just has a collection of some of his best reviews or, you know, of films that just suck. And I was looking at these and I'm trying to find one. What what film? What do you think is the worst film ever made? 
That's a that's a big subjective question. That is. That is. Um, I mean, well, like the best worst film ever made is The Room, surely. As in best worst. You yeah. Know what I mean. <clears throat> but that that but that film kind of then. It's it's that one's got a following. Like surely, when you think about just the worst film, it's like it is a terrible film, but at the same time. It is it's just so bad or it's not it's not quite bad enough that it's just like got that kind of weird audience of people who love it. It's just everyone thinks it's terrible. Mm. Yeah, it definitely just transcends um like the bad film and just just becomes like a performance art piece. That's the thing with the room. Yeah, it it's it's so bad that it's almost in enjoyably bad because it has it has to be a comedy but it's yeah acted like it's not a comedy <laughs> so it's just truly awful i don't know i've seen some really bad films um well ha- have you ever seen a film called the snowman <laughs> no <laughs> so the, the snowman is is Probably one of the worst films I've seen like recently. I saw it about a year ago and it really bothered me because it looked really good. Like the poster looked good, the trailer looked good, the acting, it's got Michael Fassbender in. But it is just a calamity of a film because it's so unbelievably confusing. It's basically like, it's it's, it's your standard story of a detective who is trying to find a serial killer after he's gone around chopping off the heads of got lots of young women in i think norway or denmark or something an original um, plot I, I, yeah <laughs> but it's just it's so confusing and i think one of the most confusing things about it is there are two female lead characters who look exactly the same and <laughs> 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 that might and it's not it's not as if it's even a plot device it's just whoever hired, whoever casted them just didn't consider the fact that they look so similar. People are just going to... <laughs> so you just spend the whole film being like, oh, hang on, I thought that one was dead. Yeah. Or like, oh, no, she's back again. <laughs> yeah, she literally just, like, walked out of the room and now she's on the phone. How has this happened? But It's <laughs> awful. I think um, <laughs> my mum, when she watched The Lord of the Rings... My mum doesn't really understand films. She's really, it's too much for her to sort of follow a very basic plot. And The Lord of the Rings, she didn't ever understand that there were more than more than two hobbits. So she thought <laughs> there were two hobbits, but they just kept on teleporting and changing location. I was like, mum, they, they look different and they wear different clothes and they they speak in different accents and she was like i just never noticed <laughs> to which i just couldn't believe she had never noticed and it meant she really didn't enjoy lord of the rings because she couldn't understand that's quite a massive <laughs> she thing she couldn't understand yeah and the scenes where all four of them are in one scene <laughs> yeah which, in one place there are bits i just can't i do not understand how she did that but in mum's opinion, a bad film would be Lord of the Rings. But some that's and this is why sometimes you can't trust film reviews, is because the person who watched it might be a, a complete idiot who doesn't who didn't understand something about the film. 
So it's hard to... I'm not sure where I land on movie reviews. Well, do you want to hear what Roger Ebert thought about The Snowman? I would love to yeah, I'm so <laughs> ready to hear about what he thought about The Snowman. But we need to remember, maybe he just didn't understand it. Well, I mean, I think the point is nobody understood it. <laughs> but Roger Ebert wrote, and I love, I love the, the idea of this so much, but he wrote, The Snowman is like if aliens studied humanity and tried to make their own movie in an attempt to communicate with us. This simulacrum <laughs> contains all the requisite pieces of a movie, but humanity got lost in translation. I just... <laughs> it's so close to being a film, but there's just something really important missing. You just look at the film, you're like, I'm not actually sure that this was directed by a human. I think it was, it was just someone else. It was something else. Is it so confusing that when you watch it, you think maybe someone's changed the order of it afterwards? It looks as if, what it really looks like is that if, like, seven different directors, like, each directed 20-minute segments of it, but didn't discuss with either of them what they just directed, (laughs) and then somebody just stitched it, a blind person stitched it all together... That's really what it's like. It, it oh. really makes little to no sense. That's dreadful. There's, there's one scene in the middle of the film where the detective, he like, wakes up on a park bench. Bear in mind it's like Norway in the winter and it's snowing everywhere. He wakes up on a park bench <laughs> in the morning and think, oh, he's a homeless guy. Because you don't really know who he is about for a good 20 minutes into the film. And then all of a sudden he goes back to his giant, <laughs> giant, like, apartment. Like, why did he sleep there? <laughs> What's he doing sitting on a park yeah. bench? Of all the places he could have slept. <laughs> of all he's the like, places. now this park bench, that'll do me. Yeah, in, in the middle of winter. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible, terrible <laughs> That's awful. Oh, I, uh, I, I recently downloaded, illegally, I add, I was trying to watch <laughs> The Grudge. I love how you, you specifically... It, like this state that just this for the record an illegal download <laughs> but it's key to the story so i okay. illegally download it and i illegally download all my films <laughs> <laughs> except the really really good ones um and i love how this is required like <laughs> lead into this story it's just like yeah i'm just going to talk about how i download films no no no, no, no because like most of them yeah. are great copies it's fine but I tried to download the original Grudge, the Japanese Grudge, and I downloaded it, and it was like, it had in brackets on the download, like, Hindi, and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's got, like, Hindi subtitles or something. But um, it was more than that. It was like they'd overlaid Bollywood music over the top of this entire Grudge movie. But the Grudge movie is like famous for having very little soundtrack and like really eerie. And it literally, I I never witnessed such destruction of a movie. I was watching it like, I can't even watch what's going on on the screen because the music is so out of touch with everything that's going on. You, You couldn't be scared by any of it. And eventually I got too pissed off at it and I had to switch it. I had to download it's the proper literally, version. It's literally like when we used to do radio and we just like put on a random bed, like a salsa bed, yeah. and talk about something completely different. They'd just done that for the whole film. It was so bad. And I was like astounded that anyone could have genuinely 
thought they had improved a movie by doing that. Mm. It was yeah. It was insulting. Yeah, that was a poor. <laughs> that was a poor choice. It was really I have bad. a, I have a slightly similar story to that. In that one time, I was like, you know, what I haven't seen two thousand one, a space odyssey. Like that's a good film. I'll like find it. Couldn't I like typed in watch two thousand one, a space odyssey free online. Um, as you do and then it came up with like a YouTube link and I was like ah oh, winning it's on YouTube this is great yeah. so I and for those of you who aren't aware the first half hour of the film is just the apes like jumping around and it, I, I don't know what's going on yeah it's so a really I, I difficult through, film to get into yeah <laughs> I, I patiently sat through 30 minutes of ape noises and like just general sort of ape life happening being like well this is very strange there's nothing there's no space in here i was promised space and then it finally goes to the first shot of that ship in space and i was like yes finally it's i'm gonna actually get what i came for the movie was in french it's all in french (laughs) (laughs) so i still haven't seen 2001 a space odyssey i've just watched apes jump around for half an hour i was so angry oh my god that's hilarious. <laughs> like, there weren't even subtitles or anything, or like no one had like done the captions or anything for it. It was just like, oh, now it's in French. That's awful. You poor. And my thing. French knowledge is not not good enough. Do you so guys... I've just been like, well, I'm committed now. Do you guys so remember just stopped, the? Um... Stop watching. But do you um do you guys remember the days of like old pirate DVDs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch any of those? Because my dad would just send them to me in the post, like, unsolicited <laughs> from Liverpool, from a guy that he met in the pub, and some of them were just... <laughs> like, the quality of these pirate DVDs are literally to the point where somebody is, is in the cinema with, a like, a camera, just recording it. Like, so it's constantly moving. You're seeing people walk back and forth. And so I... I there were some, like, films that I only watched on pirate until like fairly recently and one of them was um like the matrix i'd never seen the matrix <laughs> properly in actual quality yeah. yeah probably until i was like 17 or 18 and i'd hated it up until that point because i just had this really horrible memory of this janky moving recording from a cinema that was just really disappointing yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I remember watching those, and my sister could watch them, but I just, I can't hack it. If I can't see it like well enough, I it it I can't let it go. It stresses me out mm. too much, and I just yeah. have to stop watching it, which is, which is bad. Have you ever walked out of a movie? No, I oh, know. I don't think but so. I don't... I'm yeah, too stingy so. to have walked out of a movie. Yeah, even if I'm hating it, I'll be like, well, I've paid money and I've still got popcorn left. Yeah. So, you know what I would have walked out, just... though? I, I would have walked out of The Greatest Shit Man. That was a <laughs> shit film. Oh, I The Greatest Show Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I have not seen it and I don't oh, plan on. I'm going to see I one final review it, for it. I couldn't hack it. Oh, but the thing is, everyone loves it. Everyone's like, it's so happy. No, happy. I'm pretty sure it the was songs panned. songs are great. Like, critically panned. Mm. Because... I've only had any exposure to that film through memes, so I have no idea really what it's about, <laughs> other than vaguely circus-related 
maybe. Oh, is it about mate. circus? It is about the circus, it. and it's trash. So uh, keep that one off your watch list. Okay. It will stay <laughs> firmly off, off the list. Well, I, I enjoyed that. Well, what, was his, what was that reviewer's name, Sam? I'm going to write him down and look up some of his reviews. Roger Ebert. And I want to I read one last review, not by him, but okay. by somebody, because this is like my favourite film review of all time was from a film. Have you ever heard of the Star Wars Christmas special? Yes, I have. <laughs> so, it's this really strange. And it can, it, what it was is, is it, it was like a, a, a contractual anomaly where all the actors had, all the original actors from the first film had to appear in this fucking bizarre bizarre experience of a of a like a one hour christmas special where it's like the the backstory yeah it's set in the star wars world they're all playing their characters but the the premise is that they have to go back to um chewbacca's home planet to his family who are like who, who who and it's some kind of like it's so confusing. I don't even know, but it, it's something to do with this celebration that they had to do, like Thanksgiving with the Chewbacca family. But the thing, with, the thing with Star Wars, the thing with Chewbacca and Star Wars is that you, it, it's not as if you have a conversation. It's not as if anyone has like a conversation with Chewbacca. He's like, he makes a couple of noises and it's quite fun, and then the other characters continue to talk. But when you have like six yeah. Chewbaccas and like one or two other person, one or two other people. <laughs> It becomes really difficult to watch because it's just constant noises back and forth, back and forth. It doesn't make for good viewing. It's at just all. mainly noise. It's at just that mainly point. noise, like scenes and scenes the, and scenes. The majority of the dialogue is just noises. Yeah, you can't you can't have a scene where it's just them and then like the other actors like pretending like they can understand and then piecing together parts of so we can understand. It's just really strange. But this review is brilliant. And it's by a man called okay. Nathan Rabin of the AV Club. And I love this so much. He said that I'm not convinced this special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite, favourite review. Oh my God. <laughs> you, need, you, you, you need not say more than that. What if humans laid eggs? Well, what's our ne- what's next on the on the menu, as it were? We've had starters, which has taken believe... the uh, bulk of time. <laughs> yeah, we are a good half an hour in now, so this it's, is, might be a lengthy episode. Okay, yeah. I, well, I've I've got okay. Well, we we'll, we we'll see how the sports go. So for your um, for the main course of content. Um, we have a sports thing um, where I'm just going to go and um, analyse, not analyse, that's the wrong word, like just a past sporting event. Um, so I've gone for, I'd like you to cast your mind back. The year is 2006. All right. The world oh. is presumably a, uh, the world is presumably a slightly less complicated and confused place. Oh, it was, I don't, so was so like, good back pretty then. Much. I mean, I was 10, so I'm not, I'm not too sure of all the ins and outs of the world back then, but, you know, I was, I was having a good time, at least. So I'm going to talk 
I had a look at the 2006 Football World Cup. Oh, I remember that World Cup. Which I think is probably, well, it'll be one of the first World Cups we all remember. Definitely. I know it's definitely the first one um, that I watched where I actually cared about football. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 2002 was still, I wasn't aware what was going on. Yeah, I think no, I was probably I, still I was... asking, are Liverpool playing? And my dad being like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but 2006 I had the sticker book had all like I had yeah. most yes, of the kits the sticker book I got like all of the like Ukrainian team or something and I was like yeah, I really a, proud I, of I, I it like, weirdly proud of your Ukrainian football knowledge I know at that point. Well, I mean I wanted England but obviously you had to buy a lot of those sticker packs to get England and I didn't you did wasn't you just always ended up with some random team like Togo or something yeah like, I don't awful. know I don't know who this is um, I, know, I definitely remember completing the Trinidad and Tobago team no, I mean that <laughs> But they were in the England group, as I now know. So at least you could be like, oh, you know, we'll play them. And then I might notice, I might recognise one of these guys. Um, (laughs) So just for for our our, our many listeners, as I'm sure we've accrued by now. Hundreds. Of background um, in that there are three of us here, obviously. Mm -hmm. And two of us are very up on our football knowledge. and, And one is not... Um, Sam always dragging the team down. God damn it, Sam. So, um, if if Tim understands what's going on for any of this, then that'd be exciting. Right, um, Tim supports Crystal Palace and is... He's doing surprisingly well in our fantasy league. I am Tim is currently well. top of the fantasy league, which is what? one Tim reason is. I'm really... Yeah, I'm really hoping that league play resumes so I can overtake him again. And I'm really hoping that they just call it quits because, <laughs> let's face it, I've won. Yeah, I mean, I that's something this. we should consider. That if, yeah, if they just call the league off, then Tim is sort of the de facto winner. It is, yeah. true. And also, we and... should just quickly go on the reason we're doing sporting events of the past is because... We physically couldn't do sporting events of the present. <laughs> yeah. There, there is no, there is no sport, sport happening on the sport entire planet. <laughs> Which maybe we'll review that at a later date, but... Yeah. yeah no. Maybe when sport I, I quite returns. Like, yeah, going I back mean, over old sporting events. I'm going to be doing the 2006 World Cup for a while, so just to... Uh, just to explain yeah, how I'm going to do this, settle in. I'm uh, I'm doing one round of matches every time it's me on the sports section. So I'm doing all of the group stage games, but the first game that each team played. Bloody hell! So I can't really remember very much about the 2006 World Cup, to be honest, other than about three very striking moments. <laughs> so I um. I, I really I really did a lot of research. I typed in to YouTube 2006 FIFA World Cup all the goals and all of the goals. All of the goals. Wow. I haven't actually seen them all yet because I only did the first ones. Turns <laughs> out um there's actually a lot of very bloody good goals scored in this World Cup so far. I mean that is a surprise. It shocked me, but I guess there it's like when you have like Sunday league football and you always see like in Sunday league football someone scoring a bicycle click and you're just like that doesn't happen in professional football no one's willing to risk it 
But yeah. in like amateur league, everyone's like, go on, imagine the glory if I get this. <laughs> That's what yeah, it's like, but doubt, on a world level. Yeah. Get to like the halfway line and be like, right, I'm having a go. <laughs> like Togo aren't going to win the the World Cup. That's well established. But mm. if you score a bicycle kick in your only game, you're never, yeah. you're never like not be a hero in your home country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, the first game, I'm not going to do every game because some of them weren't very exciting. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> just, just before everyone panics, I spent the next like hour and a half going through them all in detail. The first game was between Germany and Costa Rica. Oh, right. Because it was held in Germany. So that, that explains some things. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Well, now you know, Tim. Not far oh. away. Uh, Costa Rica, of course, being just a general banter team, um, <laughs> they they lost four two. They had to uphold their side of the bargain, which oh. which you know, having now having now looked at all the results, is quite a respectable result four two loss, but it's still not great. Um, no, <laughs> and. There's, I'm doing a special thing for this World Cup, and in fact, any World Cups I do in the future, <laughs> which is, the, <laughs> depending on how long we keep this going for, is I'm creating a Coutinho zone counter for the goals. So Oh, very good. So, um, well, Sam, you're the Liverpool fan. Maybe, maybe you'd like to ex- describe to the listeners what a Coutinho zone goal is. Certainly. And maybe Tim, because he looks confused. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Coutinho zone goal is the so, so background. So Liverpool used to have this player, Philippe Coutinho, this little Brazilian guy um, who we flogged Barcelona for like 100 million euros or something ridiculous. Blimey. But he was he, he didn't score many goals for Liverpool in his career. I think maybe like 30 or 40 or something for like, you know, seven years or so. Well, probably not that long. But mm. he would only score the most filthy goals. <laughs> his they were only goal. filth. Yeah. Yeah, his his trademark finish was he was a midfielder. He's a right footed midfielder and he would play slightly on the left and he would just come in at the right at the top right corner of the box, tap it onto his right foot and just bend it into the top corner. And he would do this <laughs> consistently and it was the Coutinho goal. Yeah. Yeah, he was in, and then ever since, whenever me and Sam have watched a football game and there's like a promising bit of play going on, we'd just be like, he's in the Coutinho zone, mate. And yes. then, he's in the zone. Then inevitably, because they're not Philippe Coutinho, they probably won't score. But that is that little little section of the, the pitch. Might as well you put some, you might as well put some cones out or something around it. Yeah. Because that is just the Coutinho zone. At the sort of, <laughs> just outside the top right corner of the box. That is a Coutinho zone. And if you see him go on his right foot, on his right side, it's just trouble. Yeah. So, going all the way back to the original point of this long tangent, we have one, I think the technical term is an absolute thunder bastard of a goal. <laughs> Are you sure that's the technical term? That is the technical term. I'm sure that's <laughs> what they had in the headlines. The technical term for that, that sort of goal. But it, it's interchangeable, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's on a gradient. <laughs> that is, yeah. So that, that was the first Coutinho goal of Who the group that? stage. Um, you know what? I didn't write it down. 
You didn't Someone. write it down. <laughs> it, you know, Important one of the famous that. German players, probably like <laughs> Philipp Lahm, he definitely scored one of them. So Yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he was around yeah. then. He was, he was a good player. Um, the second, there were two Coutinho's own goals in this game, which the other one was all the way down in Group H, Spain against the aforementioned Ukraine, where Spain <laughs> just pulled Ukraine's trousers down and spanked them. 4 <laughs> nil victory to Spain. Ooh. And this was like the pre-ridiculously good Spain as well. This was like... Spain, you'd like well, look at them. They were like, up and up at this point. Yeah, yeah, they they weren't there yet. But you look at them, and be like, you know, what? Spain, decent team. Yeah, like, but that would be that would be the extent of it. You'd be like, yeah, they're good. You know, the I fancy them for a cheeky quarterfinal spot. Sorry, that's. I mean, I'm still trying to get my head around the Coutinho zone. <laughs> the Coutinho <laughs> zone, not Coutinho. Coutinho. It's fine, Tim. You've <laughs> you just said it uh, the wrong, exactly the same so, word. Again. So it's Coutinho. <laughs> yeah. Coutinho. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So cool. those were the two Coutinho's own goals <laughs> of the group. Um, one thing I also noticed when looking through this is how disgustingly good England's team were back then. Yeah, how this good is were the team we? that should have won should have won something just just on paper this is what they say they do say that like the 2006 england team were our best shot at winning the world cup Mm. in a long time every every single player on that team you can you can argue that they were by each, each individual player you could you could argue that they were one of the best english players of their generation like they all you you'd recognise all of those players. That is true. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you bloody what. I'm about to tell you all the players. Oh so, yes. You know, Go on. Try and try and keep yourselves calm for this disgustingly good team. I'm so ready. So, in uh, in goal, we've got Paul Robinson, who is okay. Maybe maybe not the best start of the. Not best the best. Yeah. No. To be fair, that time. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he David was, James, he, yeah, he was just consistently known as being like nearly as good as David James, who was the actually really good keeper. Um, but it, it goes uphill from there, don't worry. Yeah. So you have right back, Gary Neville. Oh, centre back, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Other centre back, John Terry. Left back, Ashley Cole. Right midfielder, Davy B, David Beckham. Central midfielder, Steven Gerrard. Central midfielder, Frank Lampard. Left midfielder, Joe Cole, who I thought was Ashley Cole's brother for longer than I'm willing to admit. Yeah, until you look at them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Centre forward, Michael Owen. Other centre forward, Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch. Other than Paul Robinson and Peter Crouch... Who I mean also does an excellent podcast now, so 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 we fellow, we fellow but, podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> Are we really comparing lumping ourselves in with Peter Crouch for podcasting? I thought Peter <laughs> Crouch was a goalkeeper. No. no <laughs> and too. and that everyone is Why is he so Tim's, tall? He's just a big lanky geezer in case. He was yeah. so tall. He was like a fucking giant. <laughs> I've got I've got fun stories regarding P- 
Peter Crouch for the next set of matches I do in 2006 World Cup. Um, he... I'm not. That's spoilers, though. I'm not going to give it away. No. Give it away. No, I, no. I would say the only player that I, I think. But then I don't know. I can't remember back in 2006 whether they were considered like a first team England World Cup player. But like Joe Cole. Like. Mm. Where's where's Scolzi? Why is he why is he not in that midfield? I think he like retired. No, he was playing up until like 2011, wasn't he? Was he? Um, uh, I swear he like retired from international play like much earlier than he did for like yeah um, maybe Man United. But I tell yeah. you what, I do remember um, Joe Cole's. I, I I'm pretty sure this was 2006, but Joe Cole's stunning goal against Ecuador. Where yeah, he, I think he's like from the halfway line or something. He just booted it. It, it, was, it looked like a. Clearance. It was filth. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was quite something. Is that like the opening really? game or something? Yeah. So anyway, that was the England team smashed Paraguay one nil, own goal. So that really is a sign <laughs> of how <laughs> how much spirits they, must um, have been low after they that. They underachieved England. for those group of players. They beat. Paraguay, who have never been in a World Cup before or since. I've got nothing to back <laughs> that up. That's just what I think is probably the case. I imagine um, that's true. By a third-minute own goal. And then presumably they all just sat in the wow. middle of the pitch making daisy chains for the rest of the game. Yeah, and then 90 minutes of nothing. That must have been yeah. so disappointing. Yeah. Imagine getting hyped up and going to the pub uh, for the first game of the World Cup England to play and you get there and that is what you witness. Yeah. Or imagine, or imagine if you if you were an England fan and you went to Germany and you only had one ticket to one game, and that was it. <laughs> and that was the game. You'd be livid. You'd be absolutely livid. Back. I mean, at least we won, so not the worst England performance. <laughs> That's There's true. plenty of them to go through. Maybe yeah. I can just do an entire section on terrible England performances because I have sat through a few. What if humans laid eggs? So, my question to you two silly boys today is what do you genuinely believe would be the political, economical and social ramifications if when they invented TV and television, instead they actually created smell-o-vision? Oh, what if <laughs> so what if every oh single God. piece of media that was ever created you could smell Tim I just want to say of, of all the things you could have asked I don't think either of us thought you would say that <laughs> I, I did not think <laughs> you could but and, and I need to clarify how this works, I think, because... Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll, sort, yeah, that'll, help, that'll help a lot. To those okay. of you who don't know, Smell-O-Vision still hasn't been created, so the, the ins and outs of it <laughs> are still up for debate, but essentially, in Smell-O-Vision, <laughs> you can smell exactly what you would be able to smell if the camera had a nose. Okay, but like, how often, how often are you watching something where that would be 
beneficial. beneficial. <laughs> I feel like you just smell. Like, you just smell a lot of like random bog standard house and office smells. Yeah, or I, perfume. I just be like, just be like, oh, there's a bit of printer ink. So Sam has Sam's hit one on the head already. Perfume. Imagine, mm. like you are walking around you, your house is a bit shit. Uh, and you haven't cleaned for a while and you've left like a big pile of washing and then but you know oh hang on if I just put on the tv and put on like a a channel with tons of perfume adverts my house will smell nice so you could buy some perfume but it's free if you can get it on the TV. No, you don't have to buy it. Like, so what? TV, Instead you don't of... have to buy the expensive TV that can allow you to smell stuff. No, that's the thing. All TV is smell-o-vision. Oh, this is right, the question. Okay. It's yeah. not... You don't have to buy uh, a smell-o-vision. Just every TV but like... is inherently you can smell. And that's even... They can't turn it off. You can't have a TV programme that you can't you're not smell. So, so, like, so where you can mute the TV to mute sound, you can't mute the fucking smell. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't you, you can't to, you mute to, it so if you have goodfellas on oh. and they're digging up that body then you just have to deal with the smell of what exactly corpse. that's exactly it but also the camera it wouldn't actually be a rotting corpse it would be just a, a plastic body so the camera wouldn't actually smell a rotting corpse so you could avoid lots of problems but then that would mess with the 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 actual film exactly you're smelling movie set so what would you then what's the do? point no, the point is that then you would make sure the movie set smells authentic. <laughs> so you'd literally be like, if in that example where you're digging up a corpse, you'd be like, you go home from work and like, I don't know, your wife would be like, oh, how was your, how was your working day today? And it's like, yep, I, I literally worked in the environment of a rotting corpse all day. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you would do like. Do you want that? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would want that. The question wasn't, "Do I want it?" The question was, "What are the social, and political, and uh, another word that I used ramifications?" Just, just of a big this. word. <laughs> I think. I think people would would from day one be very confused. I don't. But people I don't from think... day one with TV were very confused, but they all got to understand it. Yeah, I think it's like, like I, I think people would still be asking the question of like, why am I watching EastEnders, but instead of smelling like the roast dinner they're cooking, all I can smell is plastic food and the sweaty cameraman. Like, why do I need to smell that? I think you guys aren't thinking big enough. Like you, like adverts. Do you, know, do you want to know what cooking my programs would be? Were on this the tits. Yeah. My initial thoughts were, this doesn't really make any sense now that we've talked talked about it a bit, but it's like, you know how normal television obviously does not have smells associated with it. So then <laughs> Yeah. Yeah my, gladly. My immediate thought on this was like by smell emission, there is no like actual video or audio it's just smells so you just buy a big box <laughs> that just changes smell and that's how tv works and that's how you watch is it. that is that you just sit in a room and have a variety of different smells come at you and that is it that is your entertainment <laughs> no not at all um i think that also 
it would like it would have really pushed science to discover smells and everything about them because obviously movies have pushed people to create um what you call it like computer animation and loads of like all your animation magic but that's because it's all visual but if it was visual as well as smell visual sense you i don't know if it was both then like you would have people looking into what pheromones women release so that you could get men interested in watching the adverts of football you just release the smell of women pheromones and then they'll be horny or i don't know interested i don't, I don't know i think there's so much you could do with it well what, what was <laughs> i smell all about what what do you ever remember i smell what I, is I this like an app? No, no well, I, I, I remember hearing something about eye smell, like it, it basically exactly what Tim's talking about, but like <laughs> done properly, where you can actually smell things that you're looking at. That's not true. It's never no, been no, created. I, I, I don't think it ever like went. I think it was just like an idea. That I almost... think. Go on. I, I think that that was an April Fool's joke that Apple made. They made an eye smell device. No, it's got a, it's got a Wikipedia page and everything. Maybe it was a very in-depth April Fool's joke. If you're about to tell me that smell-o-vision has been invented and I have been going my years without having one, I will be <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure somewhere it does exist on a really rudimentary level. Like, I, isn't isn't there a thing like four D films, where you go in, and you have it just like three D, but then say it's like, say you say it gets really cold in the film, then it'll get cold in the in the theater as well. Yeah, I went to a really good one at um at Cadbury World, and you were on a roller coaster, and you were meant to be a giant bean, a big like chocolate bean. And uh, the seats leant forward and there was big fans. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. It was really good. So, so I've looked up... I was just bringing the, the smell. Um, so I've looked up I smell on Wikipedia. And it says here, the I smell personal scent synthesizer developed by DigiSense <laughs> no. Incorporated. This can't be a real. small device that can be connected to a computer through a USB port and powered using any ordinary electrical output. And then it, it, it waffles on a bit about how it works. Um, <laughs> and it's like, the company did not last long and filed for bankruptcy a short time after. <laughs> so it was because there. I knew it. it. Yeah, because in 2006, the eye smell was named one of the 25 worst tech products of all time. No! They've got it and wrong. And it says... And going going back down to the just looking at the bankruptcy here it says <laughs> the eye smell failed to get the interest of the public, which judging from the members of this podcast probably <laughs> seems accurate, seeing as me and Sam's complete disinterest and just lack of understanding as to why we want this. <laughs> I think you're both really missing out on this. I think there were mm-hmm. there could have been some incredible things that had happened in our lifetimes with smell-o-vision involved. Well, get yourself an eye smell. That's the, <laughs> that's the answer. 
<laughs> it only went bust 14 years ago. But so don't you, you love probably, that someone... Maybe you someone... can pick up one on... Like, someone's still trying to make it. Someone is still determined, like me, that smell vision could be a game-changer. <laughs> right, well, uh, on, on that Well, note. Tim, yeah, I think, I think that really sums up that question. That is... That, that should be the tagline of the entire podcast for this episode. <laughs> Smell-O-Vision could be a game-changer. You're really good. I don't know why I'm the only one who thinks this. Oh, God. You're on a what completely a different level. I just... My God. Oh. I think the... the uh, yeah, for a, for a first podcast, it's ended in a suitably ludicrous place. I really wanted you guys to agree. Well, I... No. I don't know. This has been What If Humans Laid Eggs. Uh, we'll be back probably in about a week, roughly. I it's not really like It's not really like we've got much better to be doing with our times. Well, it's gonna okay. It's gonna oh, take... oh. Don't lump me in with you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, and, until, I, until I've worked out how to edit all this together, <laughs> then we'll be back after that. <laughs> Right, and on that note, I'm going to play us out with our signature jingle. What if humans laid eggs? What if humans laid eggs? What if humans laid eggs?